we've been talking about the gospel, okay? And I forgot to tell Holly this next verse. Could you put the John verses up here, please? Somebody needs to organize me, please. I beg you, please, please. Uh, I know he will rise again in the resurrection the last day. Next verse. Jesus said, listen, I am. Now, let me get into the Greek for a second. That ego of me is the same derivative of the I am way back in Exodus when he delivered all those folk who had been in slavery out of um, Egypt to the promised land. Same I am. Are you with me there? Same dude. Same dude that works in our lives today. Amen? I'm sorry, I shouldn't call God dude. Same man that works in our lives today. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Now, in this Christmas time, I'll go quickly. We've talked about the fact that Jesus was conceived as of the Holy Spirit who came down and don't ask me how this happened, but somehow he overwhelmed and impregnated a little 14, 15-year-old virgin girl. And we related that to the fact that God Almighty in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, wants to place that same seed at the very center of our lives. And let me ask you a question. And, and, and please don't play religious games. Please don't. Has that eternal almighty seed been implanted in your life? Is it the center of your mind? Is it the center of your uh, soul? Is it the center of your spirit and your emotions? To put it in modern terms, is that your default? Is it growing? Is it developing? Are you nurturing that? Some people talk about devotions. Nobody, everybody thinks it's about religious knowledge. Devotions isn't about religious knowledge. Devotions is all about nurturing that eternal seed in us and, and protecting it and, and, and feeding with what it needs to be fed with so that it can grow and develop into that great mighty oak of God. Amen. You know, so, so very, very important. Then we talked about the birth of Jesus Christ. And it's kind of what, you know, we, we celebrate. And, and so many churches have the little manger scene. And it's so cute. And it's, they do swaddling clothes. They, in other words, they wrap that little thing up, you know, so it couldn't move. And, and the bottom line is, it was not pretty. The creator king of the universe was born in a barn. Remember that? Remember that sermon? Anybody? Biller? You know, it, 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 he was born in a barn. Why would we ever say, man, God didn't birth me into much? Anybody ever said that? You know, my family was a bunch of knuckleheads. Anybody here not have a family that's a bunch of knuckleheads? Seriously. No, I'm serious. Anybody? I want your life. Okay, that's just the way things are. And then we talked about the perfect life of Jesus. Everybody, you know, the, everybody, oh, Jesus was perfect. Well, that's great. But his life stunk. Seriously. I mean, he was surrounded by knuckleheads. He was surrounded by those who, who turned their back on him. He was surrounded by people who didn't agree with him. From birth, they wanted to kill him. 
Now, we, as we live life, guys, we got to remember this stuff. Every time we start to whine and every time we start to gripe, we need to start go, whoa, whoa, whoa. My life ain't as bad as Jesus. You know? And here's the cool part. He knows where my life is. He knows what's going on in my life. And now he can come to my aid and he can love me through whatever I'm dealing with, no matter what kind of knucklehead I've got to deal with. Amen. Amen. Boy, that's the gospel. Isn't that what the whole world needs to hear? You know, quit listening to Fox. Quit listening to CNN. Start listening to Jesus, man. What a powerful message. And guys, this is so important for us to remember. It is our job to live that out. And every person God gives us the opportunity to tell about this... Tell them about this. Wouldn't it be great in 2019 if we saw a multiplicity of lives through our life come and allow God to impregnate them with that seed of his Holy Spirit and grow into those mighty oaks and deal with those situations and problems? Because most people, including too many who go to church, are just stuck. And we're stuck because many times we truly don't believe that God really can and will. Amen? Amen. Everybody with me? Everybody still love me? It's it. I know that's a harsh thing to say, but sometimes as a pastor, I, you've, you all know I'm more prophet than pra- pastor, right? And busting chops is my natural go-to, all right? And I don't apologize for that because in this crazy world, we don't need sweet we need somebody to look at us and say, what are you doing? You know, love you enough. That is love. All right? So we talked about this perfect life of Jesus. Then the next week, we talked about the fact that he suffered the most excruciating death. Excruciating emotional death. Excruciating physical death. Excruciating relational death. Could you imagine being up on this cross with nails in your hands, uh, you know, uh, thorns on your head? People have just beat you, torn your skin off, and now they're down there mocking you and making fun of you, and you're dying for them. And you think you got problems? You think he can't come to where you are in your problems and love you through that? And then we talked about Isaiah 53 that says, every one of those wounds, every one of those physical wounds, every one of those mental wounds, every one of those spiritual wounds, every one of those emotional wounds, every one of those relational wounds, every one of those wounds is for your healing. Not a little salve. Is everybody listening? Not a little salve. He wants to heal you. You know, Jesus didn't look at the guy laying on the mat and say, I'll pray for you. Jesus told that dude to get up, take up your mat, and walk on home, even you know you've never walked in your life. No, seriously. Do we believe his word? Amen? Amen? I mean, think about that, you know? And he died this wonderful, complete, 
perfect death for me and my salvation and accomplishing for me what I could never accomplish for myself. He did it perfectly. When he said it is finished, it was finished. And everything I needed for salvation, for eternal life, to transform my life, to restore me to his image was done, baby. It was done. Are you there? Are you there? Is that seed developing? Are you allowing him in every aspect of your life? Are you allowing him to bring healing to your heart and mind and soul and relationships? Let me help you with that, with that relationship thing. You have to understand, I love everybody, but I don't let goofiness in my world. Do you understand about that? I mean, any, you know, everybody's like, well, he doesn't like certain people. No, no, I don't like certain people, but I love everybody. Does that make sense to you? You know, well, I'm supposed to like everybody. Really? You ever read the Bible? Seriously. Are you listening to me? Because this is destroying people because they make their own version of this nice Jesus. It's killing. It's killing. Are you listening? But you know what? Anybody who wants a restoration of relationship, I'm there, baby. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm there. You know, you can get on the wrong side of me. You don't want to be on the wrong side of me, but you can get on the wrong side of me. And if you want to restore the relationship, I'm here. Amen? Amen. Amen. So important to understand, you know. But the bottom line is this is so important. The last thing we need to look at, he died this perfect death for my salvation, for your salvation, for us to be set free. Amen? Amen. On the third day, after he actually died, you know what he did? He rose again from the dead just like he said he would. You see, just like all this other stuff, is it just some spiritual abstract for us to have a cantata about? It's about coming into our real lives. You know, Jesus doesn't want us to know a little bit about the gospel. He wants us to actually inculcate this gospel in our lives. So, Jesus Christ died this excruciating but perfect death paying the price for a redeem, to redeem me out of sin and hell and to save me. Amen. Then on the third day, man, he rose from the dead just like he said he would. Amen. I don't have a lot of time because the two testimonies took up all my stinking time. They were wonderful, though. They were wonderful. They were wonderful. But I want you to hear this. Jesus was dead. Just between me and you. You can't get much worse than that. (laughs) And on the third day, he rose from the grave. You may feel dead. 
you may feel hopeless. You may feel helpless. You may feel like, man, I don't know how God's ever going to do that. Anybody ever feel that way? Rest of you liars. But you know what? Jesus not only died, Jesus rose from the dead. I think of people like Betsy Timbone. We all hear about Corey Timbone because she was the great, she lived through the concentration camps and, and, and she did all the speaking and everything. But, but there, was her, there was her crazy sister. Betsy really got on Corey's nerves. Betsy's like me. That little Betsy, probably four foot six or something. Man, she wanted to take them guards on. Yeah. Corey said, yeah, what take. If I knew what I was saying. But Betsy, while in the concentration camp, while she's dying, while she's living among all these fleas and all this nothing, she looks at Corey. And says, listen, we need to pray for them. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? It's loony. Why would you pray for people that were doing this to you? I don't know. Maybe because she was a follower of Jesus. And while he was hanging on the cross, said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Amen? Amen. You know? We need to pray for them. We need to love them. Little Bets, I mean, little Corey at that time looked at her and said, Have you lost your stinking mind? And she had, in the love and grace and power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All of my life, there's been a lady named Johnny Erickson Tata. She's kind of around my age, um, and, and maybe 50 years ago, she jumped into Chesapeake, and I grew up near the Chesapeake, and, and she, she broke her neck and became, became a quadriplegic, right? I mean, she had every right to look at God and look at her life and say, it's over. I got nothing. Did you ever do that with all your limbs? Huh? Do you ever feel that way? Why go on? Why live? This lady went on to be a prolific author, a prolific, excellent speaker, giving glory to God. She became an artist. I got full use of my limbs. I can't even write my name. All right? I mean, how did she do that? By the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Why sit and stew when Jesus Christ died and rose again? Amen? I read last week about Tim Tebow. You all know Tim Tebow? Um, 
he, there was a little girl who was dying of cancer, and she just gave this beautiful, beautiful testimony, and they were friends. And in fact, Tim even was the one who kind of got on the phone and said, listen, it's okay. And a couple minutes later, she breathed her last. She went to heaven. But this little girl, while she for years had been dying of cancer, had been going around giving her testimony to the praise of God about God's love and God's grace and God's glory. She didn't sit in the middle of the stuff and feel sorry for herself. She tapped into the glory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel. The gospel. It's there for us 24-7. It's there for you 24-7. It's there for your family, lost or saved, 24-7. It's there for friends. It's there for enemies. It's there for those knuckleheads around you. It's there for everybody, and it's everything everybody will ever, 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 ever need. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's the hard part. Nobody can tap into the gospel for you. It really comes down to you and God. Here's the thing I want to warn you. If you think tapping into the gospel and hell and Satan are going to sit down there and go, isn't that cute? You have lost your mind. I'm serious. Satan hates Jesus Christ. He hates the gospel. He hates what we've been talking about. He will do anything, anyhow, to keep us from the center of this power and this glory and this wisdom and this joy and this peace and this love and this healing. He'll do anything. Anything. You think you get tempted? You think you get tried? Multiply that times a hundred and you got me, baby. He has poured out all of hell in the last months on my mind and my heart trying to discourage me. I have said, I don't, I've told my wife many times, I don't want to do this anymore. You say, well, preachers aren't supposed to say that. Well, get over it. Seriously. You got to hear this. We all go through that stuff. We all go through discouragement. We all go through times we don't understand. We all go through times we don't get it. And you have to understand, me and God, we struggle. Because he don't do things as fast as I think he ought to be doing. Anybody? Do I have an amen? Amen. That's okay. That's all right. Next week, you're going to start hearing more about what he's been telling me. And that is, you go ahead and lead. And the Christians will come with you. And the other ones will go somewhere else. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Because, guys, we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of hurting, lost, helpless, hopeless people around us. Honestly, it's time for me to quit worrying about whether or not you got breakfast. And we need to get on that. 
and whatever we got to do to get there, we're going to do it. All right? And if you're with that, good. If you're not, good. God wants us to do something great. God wants us to fill this church up many times. God wants us to start churches in various areas. You need to understand, there are priests among us that need to go and become that priest, become that person that takes the the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to their town. Amen? Amen. It's got to happen, guys. You don't think it's going to happen through the federal government, do you? (laughs) Talk about a freak show. Don't be mad at me, but you don't think it's going to come through the church, do you? That's a freak show, too. It has become something. I, I, I hear about what happens in churches, and I read the gospel, and I'm like, man, we ain't even in the same hemisphere, Jack. But you know what? Rivergoo's going to bring that together. Amen. Folks, you know, we, somebody mentioned the school. You talk about a resurrection story. If you remember, six, seven years ago, they were going to close the place. Anybody remember that? Anybody a part of that? Amen. Now, that was a freak show, too. And you know what, about, I don't know, five, six years ago, Jen and I can't figure out what, when, uh, all the office staff, everybody left, and they said, oh, it's going to die. God has taken that thing from death to where we're coming up on 200 kids in our daycare. It's almost like God knew what he was doing when he had this church by this building. Huh? Amen? Amen? Now, I need more of you to help me take care of this building. But the bottom line is, you need to hear this. That's a resurrection story. Now, I don't know what he wants to do with this church exactly. We may not even be here next year at this time. We may be somewhere else. Amen? But we've got five, six hundred people we impact every day in this building. And we're just lollygagging. I'll come on Sunday, but I ain't doing nothing else. Seriously? Is that really what Christians do? Guys, I need your help. I can't be doing this. You know, I'm over here mopping floors and cleaning bathrooms, and I don't mind. But I need help. Amen? And guys, we need to figure out when we're going to have a prayer time. Up at Brooklyn Tab, every Tuesday night, they, they just start praying. They're crazy. They didn't have a methodology. They didn't have no plan. They just started praying. Amen. God gave them methodology. Now they've seen thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of street people and different people come off the streets, get saved, and become great and mighty men and women of God. Isn't that what we're about, guys? Seriously? If it's not what you're about, shouldn't you really get on your knees this afternoon And figure out whether that seed has really been planted. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? You know. I want you to hear this. I want you to understand. I don't tell you this stuff to discourage you. I tell you this stuff because there's hope. I tell you this stuff because there's resurrection. You know. I got even in the middle of that stuff. I got to run around playing preacher and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is my heart hurts too. I get discouraged too. I go, what in the world am I doing too? You know, I told my wife, I'm going to come out there decking and get a job. Could you see me working for a living? But you hear what I'm saying? Guys, there's a hope. There's a future. No matter where you may be.
even if it looks like and feels like death. On the third day, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And when he did that, there ain't nothing in your life you can't overcome by his glory, grace, and power, no matter what. Amen? 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 Let's stand. Father, today, we praise your holy name first for your presence. Praise your holy name. Father, we thank you for these two testimonies because they were not testimonies about themselves. They were testimonies about your grace and your glory and your healing and your salvation and your call. And Father, today... I know it's Christmas, and we're supposed to be talking about resurrection at Easter. But, Father, that's why your son came. He didn't just come to die to save us. He came to rise again to set us free. He came to rise again to give us hope no matter where we may be. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ... In the name of Jesus Christ, that you would fall on us now. And first, you would show us if we really aren't people who desire your resurrection. I see that in the faces of some here today. They don't care. It doesn't affect them. They just go to church. But Father, I pray for those who long for your power, who long for your glory, who long to leave this place and make a difference in their world and everyone they touch. I pray you would come on them with a glory and power and the Holy Spirit whom we will talk about next week and that, Lord, you would do a great and mighty and, 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 a great and almighty and glorious work in us and through us as we leave this place today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. We give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you honor. Now, Lord, help us to take you with us in might and power and glory. And all God's people said, amen, amen. 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 Amen.